Can I, uh, one one special famous Paul announcement, ladies oh and gentlemen. Oh my God! I would like you all to please, uh, if you get a chance tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, and every Wednesday this month through July, I will be performing along with my good friend Matt Donnelly in the Matt Donnelly. Executive Monkeys Comedy Cavalcade Extravaganza at the Palms in fabulous Las Vegas. Twenty-five bucks gets you an improv show and a celebrity guest star. The first of which tomorrow is none other than Miss Shannon Elizabeth. Oh wow! Yes, indeed. Yeah. We got Paul business. Provenza coming up soon too. Other celebs to follow. It's going to be phenomenal. So make sure you go see this every Wednesday, nine p.m. All right, now get ready for Couchcast. Yeah, Paul, eat that whole tasty cake in one bite. That's not horrible. Oh, I'd do that. That was pretty. Zebra cake. This is a zebra cake. It was a zebra cake. I don't like the zebra cakes. I like the ho hos and the ding dongs. You do like the ding dongs, don't <laughs> Your you? Mom likes the ding dongs. No. Dong. Relax. It's a ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Catch Guest number fifty-seven. I am Master Torgo. Doctor Varg. The famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Yeah, we're here to talk weekend geek. But y'all want to throw a little something out there? Steam is having this massive sale for the PC games right now. Really? Like, every day is a whole new slew of sale stuff. They change it up every day, like like 50% off this, 33% off that. I have not heard. Everything on their site right now is on sale. Now you know. And it's going to happen until July 4th, so you got some some time. Man, I, I already bought my game quotient for the month. Today, yeah, what, I am the proud owner of a Star Wars coin-op game, the original from the eighties. Wow! I don't the, know the if one it, that went doo, 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 in the poor, really <laughs> just the, like the, 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 yes. the meaty, the vector graphics. Yep, the vector graphics. <laughs> you have when you shoot Vader and you. And Is the it the stand-up or the sit-down? It's a stand-up one. Uh. Um, I don't know if it works yet, and if it doesn't, I'll just go to the place and get it repaired. Even if I pay one hundred and twenty-five bucks to get to have the guy come out and get it repaired, it's still worth it for the price I got it at. I got it at like two fifty plus. Change. It's going to be like three hundred. I was going to say they're worth way more than that. Oh so. yeah, no, I'm it's going how, right in my How library. did you come across this totally deal? Awesome. Uh, this I bought this from the auction. I mentioned like ten couchcasts ago about. Uh, do you remember the big a warehouse new story about the big stuff? warehouse with four million comics uh-huh. on sale? Well, that was uh, John. I can say it now. John Domain, the drummer from System of a Down, right. who okay. thought he could run a comic I store or whatever. Here we go. And I didn't have the money to pay for all those comic books. <laughs> I spent too much damn money on comic books. I put them on a warehouse. Well, anyway, that guy, not the guy who sings, but. The, uh, the drummer. All um, my God. comic books were auctioned. I don't get to keep any of them. They all go Actually, away. when uh, we looked at the warehouse, there was some uh, safes that were open and uh, pride open, I guess, and there was nothing in them. So I imagine that he took all the good stuff. <laughs> the Golden Age, Silver Age stuff, because there wasn't shit in there. Unless you like having a thousand copies of the Ford Fairlane comic. I know, I do not. <laughs> Ford Fairlane comic? Dude, there's some crap in the Rock and Roll Let me guess, 30 issues of Next Men number 30? They mm-hmm. sell that shit by the pound. Wow. Um, but there were some video games, and I picked up that one. Uh, now, someone, someone was buying up 
everything. One guy, bidder number 1289, I don't know who you are, but man, you bought everything and you bought it at a high price. You got a lot of money to spend. What other video games did they have? Uh, like Donkey Kong, oh, Gyrus, I want Tempest. So bad. I wanted Donkey Kong. Yeah. That one, one for like really 310, want. I think. That's the one that's so not add, bad. 310. Huh? 310 oh, is great. bad. Add 15% on it and then add uh, sales tax in Nevada. is like 8.1-ish. So. Wow. Yeah. Then you got to cart the thing. So, so 400 bucks, 500 bucks with uh, transport. Yeah. Did you <laughs> want that? I, I, no, I'm just going to build one. <laughs> From build scratch. I'm going to build an arcade cabinet. I thought you were just going to get like a big monkey and have him throw barrels at you. From a construction site. That uh, happens every night in my sweet dreams. <laughs> How come they haven't had that video game Where are you going to fit an arcade cabinet? Uh, in my new room. Do you have a room? Again, yeah. where are you going to fit your arcade it, cabinet, Paul? I have space. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I know where I'm going to fit mine. I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to get rid of that TV and the thing, and now I'm going to put it right in my library because there is no room for anything like that in my living room right now mm. with the blackjack table and all the crap. No I have a great house. <laughs> yes, you do. I love it. You certainly do. You know, I, I I found out, I think somewhere around E3, I never knew this, that the Donkey Kong that we have seen in all these Nintendo games for all these years is actually Donkey Kong Jr., not the one from the original Donkey Kong in the yeah, Mario the continuity. Yeah, the one with the tie. Yeah, the one with the, the tie. The one with the tie, he's Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, Cranky that, Kong is the original Donkey Kong. Cranky Kong. Yeah. So, see, I, that's the same look I had, Barry. I don't understand. Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr. His father is Cranky Kong. His little pal, Diddy, is, of course, not Donkey Kong Jr. He's Diddy Kong. He's, Pitty, he's P. Diddy. P. Diddy Kong. Then there's Dixie. No! No, that's not right, because Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong. It says so right on the game. Yeah. Donkey what am I Kong playing? Jr. Oh, Esquire. No, no. It doesn't he's say a lawyer junior. now. Doesn't and, say that's, and that's not Mario. That's Jumpman. Oh, I know that's Jumpman. Yeah. But Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong. I, they, this, this was news to me, too. Th- that's bullshit. Yeah, I don't know where no, you get wasn't that a Lauren Hill song? Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong. No, that wasn't the Lauren Hill song. Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong. But it says so right on the. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's I on the cabinet. Yeah. Right. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Country returns. Okay, explain Donkey that's Kong right. Junior then. When you're Junior, I could never explain. What do you mean Kong when you're Junior? junior. <laughs> that's that's someone's trying to free dream. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Your dad. Yes, and you did. Yeah, and he grew up, and he became cranky, and he became. Donkey Kong. Okay, so my question is, has Cranky been featured in any of these games? Oh, yeah. Which one? Donkey Kong Country. He's in Donkey Kong Country. Oh, okay, I get, didn't play that one down. You that didn't much. play that? No, didn't. He's in the very intro of the game. Is he? Yeah. And we haven't seen him since? No, he's he's around. He's, he, is, he's, is he? He's not a playable character, but he pops up and talks smack. I'll tell you, <laughs> I, have, I have never played any of the Donkey he Kong games Donkey Kong past Kong games? Uh, any of those, because I don't like the platforming bit that they did. I'm I'm a fan of the eight bit and once you take it past that you ruin it. Whatever. Nah. Donkey Kong Country was fun. Pacland ruined that for me. Oh, Pacland. I love that game. Really? Ugh. Yes. Of all? Wow, I there's really one do person. love that game. It's one I of my sure faves. Don't. That you know my favorite arcade game is Matt Mania. Really? Uh, I don't remember that. It's game. a wrestling game. I'll show it to you sometime. You'll go. Oh, I remember that game. Oh, I used to play this. At blah blah blah. Wait, wait. That's your favorite arcade game? Yeah, I think so. Matt Mania of all wow. arcade. It's games. up there. Yeah. Wow. Because I Matt Mania. Yeah, it just happened to be at a hex, where and I grew up, and our babysitter would take us over there sometimes, and mom and dad would too, and give me a stack of quarters, and I would just play Matt Mania. For hours. All right, wow. all right, guys. Based on your playtime and how much. 
you played as, as, as a youngster, our best favorite arcade game? It's between two. Sinistar and okay. Zookeeper. Okay. Mm. See what I'm saying? It's Zookeeper. Like, it doesn't have to be the best shit. games. No, hey, that just... crazy sound and everything. That dying, dying, dying sound. I just... It's weird. How about you, Jeff? I played a lot of Pac-Man. Okay. That's a Old school Pac-Man? Know. Yeah, old school Pac-Man. The, the slower one before they, they yeah. bumped up the speed. Love that. One quarter lasts me for half an hour. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that I played that more than any other game back in the day. That's cool. That's cool. I like Star Star because of the voice. Oh, yeah. Narc. When Narc hit, it was like, Narc. oh, my God, look how cool right. it looks. All the blood. I remember just that. Quarter after quarter and after that big quarter. Head in, in the end, you're shooting. And you're yeah. Co- and, you're co- and you're collecting cocaine and money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And then it's all, winners don't use drugs. Bull. <laughs> 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 mass sessions. It was just so cool, like, when it hit, because, like, you, you know, you, things are blowing up, and it, and it looks, the fire looks realistic, and, you know, these That's cars true. and these bodies are, like, charred. It was and, amazing. And, and, and you're like, wow, charred remains. That's cool. And how far we've come since then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not really. No, not really at all. <laughs> I'd have to say uh, Gauntlet. Throw it out. That probably, Gauntlet's I good. probably sunk more money into Gauntlet than anything else. Uh, I like a quarter eater. Oh, yeah. You know what? What else? Crossbow. Crossbow! I loved Crossbow. It was ridiculous. Was so cheap. It was, but I still loved it. I you played a lot of Joust, too, I remember. I, I, I enjoyed Joust, joust certainly. Joust is fly, good. fly, fly. Hit the fly button. Fly, 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 fly. Uh, I played a lot of Yi Air Kung Fu. <laughs> oh, yes. I played a lot of Can Cabal. you name all the bosses? No, I can't. No, can but you? I'm sure you can. Oh, uh, let me I know. See. I, well, they were all named after their weapons. Buddha, because he was fat. Yeah. Star, because she threw yeah. star. stars. stars. They were named after weapons. I uh, have that the on bow my stick Konami Classic. Bow. Bow with the bow staff. Um, Tonfo was Tonfo like the was a guy. Tonfo was the, guy, and yeah. Blues was the last guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never just, got it. I just, Tonfo as far as as far as I, I got it. I, I beat Tonfo once. Yeah, Blues kicked my. It's so ass. hard. I have that on my Game Boy, uh, the Konami Classics collection. Oh, yeah. It's not the same. Uh, no, it's not. But it's pretty close. God, you really need an arcade stick to play those kind of you games. Kind you of really do. do. Yeah. You can't do it on these game pads. There are a few emulation. arcade games that have never been good. They've never been good in emulation because you absolutely need the original controller, like Missile Command Anything or this trackball Reactor. Those games need it. Crossbow, even really. No, we, well, that's a light gun game when it comes down to it. Yeah, hmm. we got us all being all nostalgic. Yeah, now that we've stuff. gone down this nostalgia yeah. road. For those of you who don't give a shit, here it is. News you don't give a shit about. Better yeah, give a shit about some nostalgia. Oh, wait. I forget. A lot of our audience is too young to remember having that's stuff. That's right. Yeah. So, so that was your lesson. <laughs> well, that's gentlemen. good. I hope that's the case. Oh, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome young friends. I'll mention something else later <laughs> in the cast that'll that'll make you feel old. Uh, great. Great. Thanks. That's <laughs> what I need. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. <laughs> As though my okay. knees don't do that every day. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> right, here Here's you go. Mine both. We got quite a bit of news you don't give a shit about today, more than usual. Uh, first one, Warner Brothers has apparently decided to change the title of the fifth Final Dimension movie from Final Dimension 5 to Final to... <laughs> yes, destination. destination. Final Destination? You said Final... Final... Five the fifth f- dimension. Final yeah, no, That's the fifth dimension. That's, a, that's an that's R&B group. Five-ol's and a final group up away in my beautiful balloon, sir. Yeah. That's all right. But no, yeah, Final Destination is now Fifenal Destination. Fifenal Destination. Somewhere out there. Yeah. He's going to die. <laughs> like the number five N-A-L? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Five that's now. It. Five now. They stopped uh, Tron from doing that. Remember when it was called Tritrun? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that looked dumb as hell. Dumb. Tron Legacy is so much better. And this is that, so much, this is their, worse. That very decision makes me think there's hope for that. Why don't they just call it Final Destination? Hopefully, because they ain't dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always a different group of people. Yeah, though, that's true. So it's I don't not know. like. Yeah, you haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen any of them fucking movies. <laughs> Those movies are balls. Dragging. You know what? You know I, what? I enjoy them. I really do. I, I know why you enjoy them because it's just here's possible death scenes for everybody. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a Rube Goldberg lover's dream. Okay, I could probably dig that. Maybe if I'm drunk yeah, one day, I, I get nothing I, else to do. But they don't really show the death him. very much, do they? They kind of go to black on a lot of the stuff, don't they? No, they show well, like decapitations and stuff. You know when they've gone PG-13 on some of those? Yeah, they like all of a sudden like a roller coaster. Oh, but at the same oh. time, there's been good moments of that, and there's been, yeah, the goat go I mean, black. take it to, like, faces of death. Let's do this. Yo, they're not going to do that. They can't go PG-13 then. <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah. Go That's allig- the motto. Go alligator well, but the target audience, the target audience is the popcorn-eating crowd, which is the, the you can't put it over PG-13, or it doesn't make the huge money. Well, the then they office. need an unrated version. Well, that, they, that goes on DVD. That goes yeah. on the DVD. Yeah. That's for Boo us. Boo hiss is what I say. <laughs> go big Why do you or think the final home. Die Hard was PG-13? I don't know why. Because they got more people to go see it. Yeah. yeah. How about we do a Final Destination type movie? Okay. But it's all about girls getting their boobs eaten. <laughs> different <laughs> monsters. Different monsters eat girls' boobs. I think Troma did that picture, right? There you go. Well, maybe they probably did. <laughs> They'd buy this one, I think. Yeah, different mon. It, it could be called "Different Monsters Eat Girls' Boobs," and the whole movie is about different monsters eating girls. You boobs. should never have enough money to make your own movie. Maybe it should be the same girl over and over again. She gets them redone. <laughs> she, she suffers so terribly and she keeps moving to new places. Yeah, that's it. And every time she moves, she encounters a new legendary monster. That so like she, she gets, the, she gets some, the Jersey Devil gets her boobs. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster gets her boobs. What? What else? Where, the where Yeti. The Mothman. The Yeti. Oh yeah, we could go all throughout this. <laughs> this is The Wendigo. The Wendigo! This would be so great! The Chupacabra. The Chupacabra! The Goat Sucker! The Dreaded Kandiru! The Boogeyman! Did we go international with Loch Ness Monster? That's what I said, Loch Ness? Ness? Uh, Who else? I think we've covered all the bases. All the legendary monsters? No, there's more. Werewolves? Vampires? Vampires. Zombies, ninjas, robots, pirates. Done. Okay. We what have, else? It's a whole series right there, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. She keeps moving. And she keeps getting new boobs. Every time, yeah. hoping this move will be the one to keep her boobs safe. You can actually sell this movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> this is sellable. It'd be great. And it never works. No. Okay. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> the gangster game Mafia Wars, okay. developed by Zynga. Will be adapted into a full-fledged movie. <laughs> what? American media mogul Ted Field and Radar Pictures, known for Swing Vote and the invention of lying, oh, will be in charge of bringing it to cinematic life. Really? Mafia Wars is, of course, a multiplayer browser game available on Facebook, MySpace, Sonico, Yahoo, blah blah blah. iPhone has currently 16, 26 million active subscribers. It won the two thousand nine Webby Award People's Voice Winner in the games category. The logline describes the film as, quote, crime thriller based on the popular video game. And that's great, except there's not much foundation for a basis. The game is set in New York City and later expanded to include uh, Cuba, Moscow, and uh, Bangkok. And revolves around doing and mastering jobs to earn cash and experience. So, 
That's story, stupid. There's yeah, nothing. Yeah. There's, there's no story in this game. There's no story. The, the invention of lines was really good. It's going to be a mafia script. Yeah. They're going to pull random mafia script and label it Mafia War. Yeah. Yep. That's right. what they're going to do. Unless, maybe, they do something stupid you know, like, hey, all right, let's knock over that liquor store. Oh, I can't. I'm out of moves. They probably <laughs> already have some mafia movie like on the shelf, and they're like, hmm, we could call it Mafia Wars. Dust it off. Here we go. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah they just got a built-in audience. That's all. Yeah. Ooh, By the way, do that movie. Oh, folks, no. I, I, I don't, don't mind the Facebook stuff, but seriously, stop sending me Mafia Wars invites. What about Farmville? Come on. Those, Pla- that, too. They you know want to grow a flower. I, I, I will not flower. accept your Mafia Wars invite. I don't get I any will of that not stuff accept anymore. I haven't gotten that your... stuff in forever. Well, I just well, block it all every time I see it. Every time someone posts about how wonderful they did, how they grew this flower, or how they you got a prize. and Oh, Mickey I've already set up my filters will. to eliminate that. Like, anybody put something yeah. up on my page. It took a while. It, it, it goes on. Every it so automatically often, gets nixed out. Every so often I see one, but it took a while. Now I just got to like filter out the actual people that post annoying things. <laughs> now I realize that the, the, the true worth of being able to hide things is hide the hide the actual people that are just generally offensive people because they're just well, nobody they're that's dumb on shit. nobody that's on my friend list is really like offensive in their postings. It's just the inane, you know, automatic. Uh, so and so needs your help in mafia wars. Or, or, no, or, stupidity or is so and so to me. So and so grew a uh, ear of corn in Farmville today. It's like hide. I'm not. Yeah, offended. but doesn't he, doesn't even Facebook do that for you now? Say, hey, you should go talk to so and so. They haven't been on here in uh, a while. Well, but that's it's subtle and it's up in the corner where I can ignore. Yeah, it's it. always telling me to reconnect with you, Torgo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get messages all the time about apparently Facebook wants to be. Me to be more popular than I am. What's your inbox got to be like on oh, that thing? It's uh, highly, highly ignored is what I that only, looks like I right only now. log in like maybe once a week, but you haven't logged in in months. I sir. think I logged in for the first time to see a party location that someone sent me an invite to for some parties. Like, you have to look on Facebook because that's the only place you can find it. Facebook's getting Facebook more popular, man. I really like it. It's getting even more popular. MySpace is declining. But you know what? It's such a time sink that... Ugh, I can't do it. It is. You it will eat, be careful. It will eat, it's good though. It will eat time I don't have. There you go. So speaking of news, you don't give a shit about. The Hollywood Reporter states that Sci-Fi Channel has just cast '80s pop stars Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. I love this in one of its Saturday Night Creature flicks, the upcoming movie Mega Python versus Gatoroid. <laughs> Gatoroid. I think my movie just got made. <laughs> we'll pit the two it's X Debbie music Gibson's chart rivals movie. against each other, who are surprisingly not strangers to creature features. Gibson nope. starred in Mega Shark yeah, vs. Yep. Giant Octopus in 2009, while Tiffany starred in April's Mega Piranha. Yep, she was in the Piranha one. Uh, According to one. Hollywood Reporter, the script will pit the two against each other, a play on their old rivalry, quote, Gibson will play a fanatical animal rights activist who frees illegally imported exotic snakes from pet stores, <laughs> sending them into the Everglades, where they grow to mega sizes. <laughs> I would love, you know, as much we as are, I give sci-fi are so much shit, watch, I would love to be a writer. We are going to watch done. this movie. Tiffany oh, we are. <laughs> will play an overzealous park ranger. Who uses dangerous methods to save endangered alligators? Da- by dangerous methods, mean, they mean naked methods. Jay. Yes, <laughs> I gotta tell you, Tiffany's the business now. Have you she seen is. Her? She's oh, fine. Yeah, she's rock and roll McDonald's. She's the hot business. Both of them are. 
Uh, Mega Shark versus uh, Giant Octopus will start production next month and air sometime in 2011. So we are watching that film. We are. We are hey, having well, a viewing at my house. They were both in Playboy within bring, the last five years. Popcorn. Yeah, we will go. play 80s tunes, and you have to wear a piano tie. <laughs> I, I think I have a piano tie. So neither of them won that competition. I would love to be a we're writer both on staff for sci-fi. <laughs> I think we're alone just, now. Fry no, balls. we're not alone. There's a mega snake. He <laughs> a kite going. Oh, I got it. Gatoroid. Let's do it. Write this down. They probably had a thing of Gatorade sitting there and goes, Gatorade. If we take the the AID and make it OID, we've got a movie. Let's get high and go to the aquarium and get movie ideas. Jenkins, bring your tape recorders and remember everything we say. Well, there is you know, a built-in product placement. I, I had a Gatoroid for a while. Oh, here it, <laughs> it is. It's bad. You know what? I knew he was going to go there, yeah. too. I didn't. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Speaking of low-hanging fruit, it was like, oh, no, no, it was like yeah. a bunch of grapes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> a bunch of grapes. Yeah. <laughs> I look like a Thanksgiving cornucopia. <laughs> Preparation XL for your ass. Uh, Mega Gatoroid <laughs> escapes. Is Lorenzo Lamas in the film? Yeah, that would be the trio, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, news you don't give a shit about. What if I told you the world's hands down most sparkly vampire, oh, Robert God. Patterson, yes. who plays Edward Cullen in the Twilight Saga, yes, he does. is actually related to the real Dracula, Vlad the Impaler. What? I would say you're full of shit. Well, that's precisely what genealogy experts from Ancestry.com discovered in a recent test of the actor's family tree. You see, Patterson is actually related to the British royal family and is, in fact, distant cousins to Prince William and Prince Harry. This now connects Transylvania's Vlad the Impaler as a distant uncle to all of them. That's stupid. So what That's that, really reaching. So what this truly means, the guy who's not really playing a vampire is related to a guy who really wasn't a vampire. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I don't, don't give, give a, a shit, shit about this story. <laughs> <laughs> and the last piece of news you don't give a shit about, sorry, Barry, I lied, It's the movie event you've been waiting for. DreamWorks Animation is developing a new animated movie based on those wacky-haired good luck troll dolls <laughs> we I've have all seen this. or owned at some point uh, in our yeah, lives. Yeah, troll movie. Whether you actually had one for good luck, a uh, pencil topper, or the many other treasures created around I them. I had one of those. Those little buggers are recognized by millions. Those are the things that you win when you throw the ball into the jug for a dollar at the, at the circus or whatever. And you got to win it a few times before you can get a good prize. I got one. That's the shit These prize. These things have been around since 1959. I got, got? I got a troll. So Paul's from, hemorrhoid. I got a troll <laughs> from one of those uh, turny crank things. Uh-huh. It was in a little bit. And it was the weirdest little troll. It was, a, it was a knockoff troll. Okay. It was green, and it had red yarn hair. And I kept that thing for years. I know why you I kept it. Let, it looked it like a, Blanca. He was a pencil. He did look like Blanca, actually. He was a pencil topper, but I had him for years. He was one of my favorite toys. It was weird. Like, like a 25-cent little troll. Did, did you really also have him. rocks for toys when you were a kid? <laughs> As a matter of fact, the first toy I ever bought with my own money was, the, was one of the uh, It's Alive rocks. Huh? You ever seen these? You gotta yep. look them up. I think it was called It's Alive. You, bought, like that. You, you know what I got out of that? You bought rocks. <laughs> what it is, is it was a rock. 
You are. It rocks. was a toy that looked like a rock. Did you guys ever see? I this? don't think I've seen that. Okay, so look this up online. It's so funny. Oh, the boys playing with a rock. It looked like I a rock. All just and the back go. in the back of the rock there was a pebble sticking out of its back, and you push the pebble in, and the rock was like this with its arms in front of it. All right, and then the rock would go like, ah! <laughs> and then there were these horrible arms inside the rock, and a face, and a mouth, and a tongue, and the tongue would stick out. And you got the little, um, there was a little yellow, uh, happy little thing that was supposedly like in this land of the evil rock monsters and <laughs> the rock monsters were eating it and the tongue would come out and you take the little happy yellow thing and you could hold the rock, you could get it into this open position and you put the little yellow monster on the tongue and it would act like a snap trap and it would go, Gah! and it would eat it and it was arms would close on the little happy yellow critter and eat him alive. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you'd like that, it. it. That was a beautiful story. It was the, I, I I paid eight dollars for that toy. <laughs> what? Yes, which was big money back in the day, yeah, especially no for a kid. It was, and I was, and and that was the first time I ever got ripped off on a toy. <laughs> I was like, this isn't nearly as fun as I thought it would be. Oh, and sadly, lesson. it was not the last time he was ripped off on a toy. That's true. And said the same thing. The lesson we all learned. Every one of those uh, collectible He-Man figures from Comic Con, right? I love those. No, I know no, you no. love those, but I still think they're a rip-off. They're not a rip-off. <laughs> no, and, and Carl Reed, bless you for trying to still get me a Keldor. It's sold out yet again on MattyCollector.com. Really? Wow. Yeah, he tries to give us 50 bucks every year. He's like, you got to get this collectible for you. And then you see it like in person, and you're like, really? <laughs> That's what he wants to pay 50 bucks for? Whatever. Paul, Paul Mattingly knows better than to tell me to wait in line for him in that freaking line. <laughs> Screw that. Well, thankfully, this year's exclusive is going to be on the website very soon, so I don't have to get it. It's, uh, it's Orko. getting so you ha- don't have to go to Comic-Con anymore. It's Orko and uh, Prince Adam. Although, I think the, the Comic-Con might be doing package. Yeah, well, because you can't go to Comic-Con anymore because there are too damn many people. You can go. You just can't move. Exactly. Boo hiss. Learn to like cut it. through a crowd. Push and shove. Buddy, I have more crowd... In me to push than you do. <laughs> it's okay. You throw elbows out. See, Ugh. that's why you need to come with us now because we, you know, since we've got next press year, room you're access, you're going to be way too fat to go. No, I said, because <laughs> since we have press room access, we don't have to run around on the that's floor true. that much. We I can like go directly to where the, the. See, I have this technique, and this is like the black hat guide to cutting through the Comic Con crowd. Mm-hmm. You fold your arms together, you fold your hands together, you stick your elbows out, and then no one can push. Through your, you know, no one can push you to the left or the right if you do this. So you just elbow your way through the crowd, and you're like cutting through them like butter. Now a couple people will be like, "Hey, why did you push me through?" And they can't say anything because it's just as well that maybe someone behind me is pushing. That doesn't help you with Harold Fat Pants in front of you trying to move his cart. So I you throw a cookie out. in the other direction. I <laughs> say, "Hi, that's a cookie," and he'll throw, he'll go follow the cookie. The real and I'll trick. Go forward. The real trick to cutting through any line, Comic-Con or not. No, you scream, I'm shitting blood. And that that gets people moving. Lady with a baby doesn't work anymore. No, but I'm shitting blood makes people think, oh, 28 (laughs) days later. I'm going to try that. (laughs) Captain Trips, here we go. I don't want that on me. Yeah, let him go. I'm shitting blood. I'm shitting blood. Get away from me. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, if you really want to go for it, put a little something in your drawers that makes it look like a squib. And then, you know, and, then, and then people That's are like, dedication. you know, yeah. You know what, this year, Barry, I think I want to rent one of those little rascal scooters and uh, just put the put the camera and everything in there and just run through the floor because 
Do it. R- rather than me getting clipped by them, I'm going to start clipping some fools. We'll put spikes on the end of yeah. that thing. <laughs> War has been Red declared. hot poker. The little rotating spikes like they had in uh, Road Warrior on, Dude, the, on, the, on the wheels. It's easy. We'll just put like a little creature head on the front. And that way you can make it part of your costume. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the people in those things, they get right through the lines. Oh, I yeah. know from experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for the shit news. So let's, uh, hey. let's do the real news. Uh, we can right, geek time. Entertain me, sir. Oh, I don't know if it's entertaining, but we can geek all right. All right, this one is kind of borderline. All right, okay. It, there, there's good news in there, but it's also well, all the news. We're going to build, build no, no, to this the is strong. Truly borderline, all right. Finish strong. Twilight fans were crushed uh, back in 2008 when Stephanie Meyer what? announced she had ceased work on the Midnight Sun companion novel after 12 chapters of her unfinished manuscript were leaked online. Yeah, yeah. But based on a recent interview, there's now an entirely different reason why the author is holding off on finishing the book, which is meant to show the events of Twilight from Edward Cullen's point of view rather than Bella Swan's. It turns out that unlike her fans anxiously waiting for the premiere of that film, The Twilight Saga Eclipse, on June 30th, Meyer is, quote, burned out on vampires. Yay! So, yay. So Don't that's just it. Tired of writing crap fiction, lady? Oh, no. I'm sure she's still going to write crap fiction. Just won't be in the Twilight Room. Eh, good. It worked. It said Kristen Stewart. She's the worst. <laughs> she is the worst. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. Ugh. She is the she worst. She was in that movie Adventureland. That I never saw that. The other she's night. the worst. Well, I haven't seen it all. I just was flipping through the channels. I'm like, The ah. worst. <laughs> like, the, the worst? If there's an award it, for the worst, she wins. Really? She's just so... Ugh. <laughs> Describe bleh. She is super mega famous and rich and a pouty crying whiner. All right. Yeah, she's how is she different said... than most of them her age? I know. I guess it's true. She is she's super young. I she's would have been pretty. the same way if I'd made that kind of money. She's too young to be that jaded though. I mean, she said She's in, super jaded. Well, but some, she wrote um, that 13 movie. And so, I mean, that was pretty crazy jaded already at 13. So But you know that uh that interview that she had to apologize for where she said um uh, fame is like being raped. She said, oh, she said this. She fame said it's like, it's like everybody's trying to force With their money. way into your life and tell you how, how great you are. And, and you know, they're always wanting to take pictures of you and you don't want to be bothered. I'm like, really? Well, bless you're her how life. old and you're being that jaded? Bless her life for apparently never being raped. So and then, well, yeah, I was going to say, that's when she had to come out and apologize. That's like she's, when like, some, somebody... she's like, I'm sorry, I never meant to, <laughs> to you know, say that rape victims are, you know, it's like when someone calls somebody else a Nazi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no yeah, exactly. idea what you're talking about. Exactly. So Stupid. yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It was something like a Rolling Stone or Entertainment Wait, so Weekly. So let me get something this like straight. That. She's she was writing books from Edward Cullen's point of view. Is it the same damn story? Same story, new point of view. That's stupid. No, that's called cash cow. Probably stupid hell? for not writing it. They're not going to write. They're not going to make the. The new movies about that. Why not? No. It'd be like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. She's going to get this re- refilm a few ep- things and splice in some other stuff. Yep. Cross cross it. It'd be fun. Yep. I don't know about fun, but yeah, it'd be right. <laughs> it'd be horrible. It's, it's a ready-made audience. You know the book's already going to sell. You know you're going to make money off of it. They're of course, selling of course the she's same do thing to yeah. these people. But she's also to the point that, uh, you know, don't want to do it anymore. And I get that. Probably want to do something else after a while, too, but... And she's got the money now that she doesn't have to do it anymore. Right. So, good on her. Good yeah. on all of them. More so, success to them. So here's some. Re- how about some real good news? Yes, okay. Thank uh, you. Peter Jackson has decided to direct two installments of The Hobbit. After all, according to Deadline, New it York. is going to happen. Yeah. That's right. That, well, Sweet. that's what Deadline New York is telling us. Oh. 
The deal is reportedly being negotiated right now with Warner Brothers, New Line, and MGM. There are no further details yet other than the fact that Jackson, Fran Walsh, and Philippa Boyens are scheduled to, to head to London the week of July 4th, it's this week, after which they'll be going to Los Angeles to meet with the actors who've impressed them the most from those that have been taped for, for casting directors. Nice. Now, given the problems that forced Guillermo del Toro to leave the film, notably the very uncertain schedule thanks to MGM's financial state, uh-huh. that has not been resolved. So, And it's been a, somewhat of a nebulous statement. It seems to indicate that Jackson isn't as close to being set as the director as many would like. Uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, it'll just, probably happen, though. I just but, recently heard that they wanted somebody uh, that had worked with Jackson before to replace uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Neil Blomkamp. Who directed District Nine was right. one of the names that was. I'd be all right with that. I guess yeah. in the lead, I, I'd be okay with that too. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I would be more okay with uh, Peter Jackson directing yeah, have himself. Him finish out the vision. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's his baby from the beginning. Let him cradle it more. Exactly. Yeah. This thing's been in development hell for so long. I've heard so much. Oh, this person's directing. This person's directing. It's being made. It's not being made. At this point, well, it's just, just F- wake M- me when they actually have true. a movie. MGM's in such a financial care. morass that it's just. That's the problem. They just can't do it. Right Wake now. me when there's a movie. They're right. gonna do a crossover. It's gonna be the Hobbit roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> the movie starring Debbie Gibson. Starring Debbie D- Gibson. I, and I Mega would, Piranha. I would go to that theme park. I would. Hell's yeah. Lauren Schuler Donner, producer of the X Men franchise, has a message for DC and the studio. <laughs> I'm, I'm campaigning sorry. to produce Wonder Woman for DC and Warner's. Donner said on June 24th in Burbank, California at the Saturn Awards. They don't want it, but I just think she's the greatest character. She's right up there, as you know, with Ah, Superman and Batman, the three of them. I want to produce Wonder Woman. Uh. Right now, the rights are back with DC and Warner Brothers, Donner says. So Donner is making phone calls, taking meetings, telling the press she wants it. I've campaigned for it. I'm going to campaign some more. I want to produce Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman is one of those properties I'd like to see stay in cartoon land. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it would translate very well. That uh, that animated film that came out last year was, was really good. Yeah, it was pretty yep. good. had uh, Nathan Fillion doing some right? great voice work as well. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it doesn't work because real women can never be that cool. <laughs> Who's jaded? <laughs> <laughs> no, I look what marriage does to a person. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. I, I meant uh, real woman except for my wife. Yeah. My wife, of course, is is the real Wonder Woman. There it yes. is. She's the only princess of. Uh. of uh, what is it? Eternia? No, not Eternia. <laughs> <laughs> there's no princess of Eternia. Well, no, I guess a technically prin- a she would be. She, but she lives on Etheria. Etheria, which is above Eternia? No, it's in an alternate dimension. Themyscaria, dummy. Expedia? Hysteria? Themyscaria, that's what it was. Themyscaria? Mascara. Hysteria! All right. Hysteria! F in the A. We got that feeling. on. Can you stop believing? Alt-porn site Suicide Girls is claiming they've been banned from Comic-Con in San Diego next month. What? As well as sister convention WonderCon in San Francisco Why? for selling adult material to kids. But Comic-Con seems to disagree. Suicide Girls founder Missy told LA Weekly that the site has been informed it will not be allowed a booth or at either convention or for the foreseeable future as a result of something that she claims did not happen. We quote, we have done about 10 conventions a year in the last nine years and never had the issue arrive. 
We instruct all the girls who are present at conventions to check for IDs for anyone who looks under 30. We have a large sign up at our booth that says you must be 18 or older with ID to purchase. We don't believe that there was an incident at WonderCon. We checked IDs vigilantly, and we feel very confident that there was no age-inappropriate material made available. Comic-Con's David Glanzer, however, has a different take on the entire situation. He says, no one is banned. My understanding is that Suicide Girls didn't have a booth, and there is a 400-plus waiting list. We got a report that they were handling, handing out material that was not all ages appropriate. That's happened before where companies have not complied with our standards. Does that mean they're banned for life? No, we don't do that. Next year could be a different thing. So it's, I tend it's to a, believe, Glanzer, he's a stand-up guy when I interviewed him, and he's right. There are there is a waiting list of like four hundred. I tried to get us on at one point, and they told me how long it was. I yeah, said, they're probably just trying to snake their way back mm-hmm. in. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Someone maybe just messed up, messed up on getting and a booth get or something. Get some press for Suicide Girls because what's Suicide Girls been up to for a while? Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't. Hey, it I, works, right? Yeah, it does. alt porn. Okay, yeah, I get it. Suicide Girls are pretty cool, but uh, now I think I've seen everything and a donkey. On the internet. <laughs> you don't impress me. <laughs> He's not lying, folks. He actually has seen a donkey on the internet. It's Everything. terrible. I don't need to go to Tijuana to see a donkey show. I have the internet. <laughs> Jeff Loeb has been put in charge of television projects for Marvel Comics, a newly created position. Though Loeb has earned his, the ire of fans with his recent stints on The Hulk and The Ultimates, he has a significant amount of experience writing and producing for television and movies, where his credits include portions of Heroes, Lost, Smallville, and Teen Wolf. This development can only indicate a new, more proactive stance for Marvel on getting its characters into television. According to MTV, Loeb will be in charge of overseeing the development of live-action and animated Marvel TV series and potential live-action direct-to-DVD series. Hmm. So Jeff Loeb's in charge of all of that now. What would they put on live-action series? Stuff that they don't want to spend the money on to make a major movie for? I'm sure they've got uh, properties and stuff. Yeah, properties that won't make film, but... Alias. Alias would make a great Showtime thing, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be all right. Hmm. Kellogg's cool. is recalling over 28 million boxes of cereal. After what? The, after because s- it's funky. After some cons- consumers who follow their noses to a waxy odor and flavor reported, quote, nausea and vomiting. The cereal brands being recalled are Apple Jacks, Corn Pops, Fruit Loops, and Honey Smacks. About 20 people had complained about a waxy smell emanating from the boxes, making them feel ill and had no place coming out of Kellogg's cereal boxes. The recall is voluntary on Kellogg's part, but not all cereals of these four brands are affected. According to AP, Kellogg's spokeswoman uh, said that there is a low risk of any major health problems to do with these waxy boxes. Uh, but she also said that the problem is, is a, the problem is a substance in the lining of the boxes, and that oh. Kellogg is taking steps to determine exactly what substance it is and how it got there. Oh boy! These are boxes that were shipped to stores late March, so keep that in mind if you're concerned. Talk about your wacky packages! <laughs> yeah, you, you know, foul-smelling waxy boxes. Why does that sound so <laughs> adult? The strip right club now? owner's worst nightmare. <laughs> talk about sounds fine to me. Sorry, Dolly, you got to go home. Your waxy box smells terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Carl, I need this shift. <laughs> you go eat it. When, when we did eat <laughs> yeah. it, but Archie, I so gotta work the pole. Hey, come on, there, put a shock in it, there, eat it. I can't do nothing until you determine what the substance is in your waxy box is causing the foul odor. 
You freaking puking out the neighbors over here. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know what's in my waxy box. I never took it out of nothing. What could it be? What? <laughs> the other day, so I'm eating... I'm eating my Honey Nut Cheerios, uh-huh. and I poured a bowl. Uh-huh. No, don't tell me something bad with Honey Nut Cheerios, because I have a box of that in my I love them. I love them. But there were there were the conjoined pair of black Cheerios, <laughs> and I was like, what? Sometimes they get burned in there, man. You know, That's exactly what happened, but That's I... Not a bad thing. I thought... They might be the chocolate ones that I got mixed in. So I took a bite of them, and it was horrible. It was, I, I, it was like Soak them in milk, they'd be fine. In other words, just, it tasted like the chocolate Cheerios. It, it, no, it, yeah, exactly. Chocolate Cheerios are grody. That's funny. Frosted Cheerios ain't bad. They ain't good. Frost anything is probably be pretty good. Uh, frosted mini wheats. Frosted Cheerio. Porn sites will soon be able to make themselves even more identifiable with the convenient suffix dot triple X at yeah. the end of their URLs. The Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, the behemoth organization that basically serves as any and all federal oversight over the grand Internet, is, in its infinite wisdom, set to allow for the triple X suffix. Okay. Yes, you Genius. have your hand up, you may speak. Genius Flash idea. All right. right. Uh, there we go. Every I'm going to share one every week. Naked we donkeys and Cheerios triple X. We figure out how to make a $200 internet ready machine that only accesses triple X websites. It is super virus attacky. It is super download spam stoppy. It is just, I'm it's like, for it. it's like super duper McAfee. That's all. It's like, it's you. like, it's tricked out with yes. like every antivirus. It's like a $200 just porn accessing computer that you keep separate from your normal computer so you don't tax your normal computer with any of the malware or dangerous possibilities of viewing foul sites. <laughs> Dude, just idea. buy a cheap computer. Yeah, well, that's say- what you do, but I mean... But you, but you, market, you, you market it this way, yeah, at, at adult shops, yeah, like the yeah. porn, the porn machine, the porn already machine. loaded up with lots of porn exactly. and lots of links to porn. Two hundred bucks has links to Vivid Site, Wicked Site, yeah, done, right? ICA. yeah, easy access. Like, like you fucked. It comes with a, it comes with a, uh, <laughs> comes with a lemon card party. swiper on the side. Tub girl, <laughs> meat spin, lemon party. <laughs> you know that one? Meat spin and lemon party. I got duped on Lemon Party by Joe Kelly. <laughs> Did you? Joe Kelly got me good, man. <laughs> it was the season he was writing on SNL. He sent me a link. He says, hey, you want to check out some skits that didn't quite make it into the final run? Check out LemonParty.com. Like, you fucker. <laughs> he got me good with that one. Woo, lemon Party. Lemon Party. Do you think you call it, they call it Lemon Party? You squinch up your mouth like you just sucked on a lemon after you watch it. You're like, ooh, it's not good. <laughs> All I know is this genius branding. That's uh, <laughs> they've been fighting for that triple. They've been fighting for that triple X uh, domain for like years now. Um, then the guy who's legal to sell them, like he's selling them for like sixty bucks. That's a lot for a goddamn oh, yeah. domain, but he's given fifteen dollars of it, I think, but it's, but to uh, to uh, child defense. porn uh, prevention Makers? or something oh, like that. Just, but he's still making a shit ton of money oh, on yeah. these things because now you can have askgrabbers.com and askgrabbers.xxx. 
I want triple X dot triple X. I bet that's taken already. <laughs> I think someone named Vin Diesel may have beaten you to the <laughs> When a top level domain comes for sale, you gotta jump on that shit right away. Oh, right man. away. If just to protect yourself. It's so too late. you should oh, buy Paul Mattingly dot triple X. Just to ha- just so that no one else buys it. <laughs> Let me tell you, some I stupid you Russian company thought, bought BarryRob.com right from under me because I guess the credit card lapsed or something like that, and I changed my email address. I didn't know. It was stupid. It's my fault. But now I can't get my own name back. <laughs> yeah, the famous Paul. They want a thousand bucks. Screw you! It ain't worth that much. Off, but oh well, Barry's not worth that much. Just for that, I'm gonna poison my own name. <laughs> I'm gonna do horrible things. <laughs> That's a strategy. That'll only drive up traffic, you maniac. But now you can do BarryRob.XXX and not have to worry about it. How about... Ain't no one want to see that. <laughs> how about, how about, Even your girlfriend doesn't want to see that. How about Arr. this ain't BarryRob.XXX? <laughs> Starring Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> with a weave now. He used to have long hair. Well, keeping along with that, uh, that same line of thinking, the Make-A-Wish Foundation... With help from Little Mountain Productions, helped a young bo- young Tulsa boy ma- with his wish, which was to have the coolest Star Wars backyard fort in the whole of human existence. The five-year-old Christian Bentley has been battling leukemia for years, but now he can do it with a little help from the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Saw this. The Millennium Falcon Fort stands a massive 11 feet by 14 feet and was presented to him by several stormtroopers and Imperial Guard. Awesome. Saw it. That was very cool. Yeah. Man, the 501st does some fun shit. No, that's that. Right that. There. that sounds yeah. great. No, it's it really, looks, really cool. Looks really I good. Bet. Except, you know, kid, next time you got to aim a little higher. Ask for Jabba's barge with all the hot slave girls. Yes. <laughs> He's five. Well, He's five. Next year, no just build out Bespin around it. <laughs> <laughs> I want a cloud city. I'd like the Tabana gas mines. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Rancor. Well, you went deep. I needed to ban a gas mines and a rancor. And a I know they wouldn't exist together 45. very well. And a what? And a black guy has me cold forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Well, we've known that the popular oh, internet no, television site Hulu was going to subscription model for a while now. Yeah. Hulu. What we didn't know is how paid Hulu would be different from free Hulu. Well, that curtain's just been lifted with Hulu Plus. You can check out the site for a list of uh, a lot of content that's being offered, and it, it's quite extensive. As a nine ninety nine month subscri- per month subscription, it will open up Hulu to new devices like Hulu? the PS three, come July, and Xbox three hundred and sixty in early two thousand eleven. So uh, Hulu, more content right into your living room through your gaming console, and it won't change the regular Hulu. Right, because regular Hulu, you still can only watch like the first five uh, yeah. uh, episodes, right? Yeah, and this one will go back and give you whole seasons and like whole runs of shows, and uh, the ones f- that you can run through your TV can be in high definition. They're, up just, to selling the, they're just selling on the crack model. Yeah, the crack you. model. You know what? Here, here's a little. Try it and get hooked, and then buy the rest. Yeah, that's fine. I was, uh, I, I thought they were gonna go to a totally subscription based thing, and everyone would just leave, but no, it's not bad. It's going to kill cable eventually. Oh, no. IPTV has been talked about for years. The fact that I got to have the goddamn Lifetime channel <laughs> because I want the Sci-Fi channel. I know. Gross, the fact huh? that I got to have sports because I want like the Discovery Channel and the hot dog eating contests. Oh yeah. Who doesn't want that? The hot dogs. 
In preparation for the imminent July 27th release of StarCraft II Wings of Liberty, Blizzard Entertainment and Korean Air have begun a co-marketing campaign resulting in two of the airliner's planes being branded with the image of Jim Raynor, the Terran hero from the upcoming real-time strategy game. Nice. A B-747 and uh, will begin flights, uh, well, as of today... And the B-737 will follow suit in early July. The planes will be traveling both domestic and international routes. Korean Air has also wrapped four of their limousine buses with images of the game. So keep an eye out for inbound flights from Korea. Question. Answer. When you board a plane, do you even see the outside of it? Do you even care? Now, you you see maybe a little bit of it if you, you know, sit down. Well, they've gone deep with that theme, though. There's a a special fee you can pay. To get on the plane quicker, and it's called the Zerg Rush Package, and uh, uh, that you get priority seating. That's and, and you get eaten by an ant critter. <laughs> I want to see what uh, what the work statistics are going to be like when StarCraft Two hit launches, because you know, after like a big game like that, people call in sick. Well, in South Korea, work statistics are going to be nil. Oh yeah. Those people, they love their game. Yeah, it's not going to be They love their here. StarCraft. Yeah, it's like yeah. baseball. There will be no service for my Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> Thing better not break down. <laughs> well, the violent open-world action of Saints Row is something of a surprising addition to the Nintendo 3DS lineup, and there's good reason. Yes. Well, two of them, actually. For Saints Row's appearance in Nintendo's new 3D game machine, according to an interview with uh, Danny Bilson of uh, THQ, Nintendo lobbied heavily to bring the mature content of Saints Row to the 3DS in order to, quote, launch with a very balanced portfolio. And that was a no-brainer for THQ, who was already developing the game, in 3D, no less, for Xbox Live Arcade. Bilson also says the Nintendo 3DS version of the game will feature some sort of interaction with the forthcoming Saints Row 3, offering unlockable content between the two versions. And Paul is going... I love Saints Row! I love that game! You know what I love about you loving Saints Row? You played a skinny, weird drow chick or something. (laughs) With with tape on her boobs. Tape on her boobs. That's the thing about it. You can make your characters crazy. My guy kind of looked like me. He was all right, you know. He was believable as the gang leader. Mine has a crazy face with kabuki makeup, (laughs) devil horns, giant leather patent boots and gloves, and a bikini, and tape on her (laughs) titties. And somehow she's a gang leader. Fucking great. And the best, the best part about that is they respect that choice. Yes. And they put that on the in cutscene models. Yes, they do. So when you're talking and acting out these scenes, you're <laughs> hanging out in restaurants, negotiating drug deals, <laughs> you know, ordering hits on people while scantily clad in full <laughs> kabuki makeup. It's amazing. I, I love Saints no, yes. Row. Oh, yes, I play with Quirt the Sniffle when I can. <laughs> Quirt the Sniffle! That's what I'm saying, man! It's all about. Oh, sandbox madness. I love the sandbox madness, and I love it. I think I enjoyed parts of Saints Row 2 more than I did GTA. Absolutely. Because you could take a jet plane. Like, you know what? It's Screw taking a taxi across the the island. Let's just take a jet plane. Let's just fly it right into a building, jump out at the last minute. Exactly. And that's the fastest way across town. (laughs) It's the best. I love that game. What happened over there? Oh, jet plane flew into a building. Hey, what are we doing here? Oh, you can take a pocket bike. You can take a UFO. Yeah. You didn't get the UFO? <laughs> no, I didn't get the UFO. I'll have UFO. to get you the, the UFO code. It was an early order download. 
Speaking of Nintendo, did anybody see that Reggie fils was on like Jimmy Fallon a few nights ago, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, hey, look, the uh, the it's coming out the 3DS. It's coming out late, uh, early next year." And then Nintendo was like, "Oh, wait a minute, the next day, it's like uh, he 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 made a mistake." So there's <laughs> yeah, like there's no no official launch date yet. So I do not like that guy. Does anybody else not like Reggie fils He just looks like, like a total tool. He I like looks him. weird. He looks weird. <laughs> He he's can't, strange and different. I don't accept huge. him into my community. He's he, huge. He always he sticks with all these Giant. numbers that don't seem to make sense. He does come off as kind of a used car salesman. Yeah, kind of. yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's yeah. exactly how he's got I, the creepy beady eyes and that weird hair. I don't like him. <laughs> and a skillion dollars. Yeah, that's true. It's also I, why I did I don't like this him. this year's uh, E3 thing though, which is like. People say that we're 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 a crap console. If we're such a crap console, why are we selling so much? People say we're not selling less. Here's a graph. Look at what we're selling. Hey. Yeah, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Their sales are down over the. Yeah, <laughs> the but that's because year. they have reached market saturation. They have. The only consoles they can sell now are second and third consoles <laughs> to true. people who own their system already. It's getting preposterous. The the market penetration of that of that thing. Oh yeah, incredible. Dude. So what do they know? What do they need to do? I'll tell you what I love about this the E3 the new version. What's that? No new systems. No new systems. No I'm all right. That's not it. true. Well, on, on live. And bring out an bring out an updated uh, on live. <laughs> my balls. Bring out an <laughs> updated Xbox. Bring out an updated PS3. But continue to play with this hardware because we've reached a graphical peak. Oh know, yeah, if we've we reached the tech next spot. Mm-hmm. So let's just play with what we got. You know. And I, I don't know. I, for one, just think we're finding so much fun with reinventing gameplay yeah. first. No, there's. I think a lot of developers are are seeing that there's not a rush to the next plane. No, I don't practice. think we'll see it for at least two well, years. We've reached a technological plateau yeah. with the consoles where you, you really can't do much more in the way of hardware. How you can much more do you, you need? can make them you can make them cheaper. You can make them a little bit faster, but overall, you can't really push the graphics that much more with current mm-hmm. television technology. You know, you know the 1080p TVs are are still pretty awesome. So I mean, you can't really push the graphics much more. You know, at least as hardware wise, software wise, you can still tweak them and make them look a little bit better. But I like but, I like the gameplay yeah. angle. I like the fact yeah. that they're exploring new and better ways to do gameplay. Because I always say I always say these damn kids today don't know nothing about gameplay. Because we who grew up in the 8-bit generation. We know all about gameplay because you had to squeeze as much of it as you could into those little Atari games. There's a mm-hmm. few. There's a few games. I mean, like Red Dead Redemption is all about gameplay. That's a great game. It yeah, is a really enjoyable it's a game. Good studio. But but yeah, you go, I like still playing the more basic stuff still. Oh yeah, I do not like 3D except for the 3DS. <laughs> Seriously, like the 3DS. Well, give it to me. I, I probably wouldn't have any problem with it. It's just that the the bar for entry is so high. I mean, I have no problem. Stupid? I have no problem laying down cash for my my hobby, but that's a lot of cash to upgrade. Yeah. That well, not hobby. only that, prohibitively it, expensive. It's yeah. prohibitively, and there's no like. I, I, and it takes everything in my body to get time and you know a place where I can actually just sit down and play some games. Now you're telling me not only do I have to make time available, but I have to have the proper equipment and be wearing stupid ass glasses. F U in the A. And, and so hasn't, that, hasn't that been the conceit of Sony though lately? Where it's been, I mean, when they, they released this console, it's a six hundred dollar console, and now their their upgrade is actually more than six hundred dollars when it comes down to it. When you factor in all the price, that and there's no universal standard. That, you know, every every 
TV manufacturers seem to have their own proprietary 3D technology that just they're wait. trying to sell. Just wait. One will win out. So it's like, well, you know, yeah, your TV is 3D ready, but I have to buy your 3D technology, and if I get the PS3 and I've got a Toshiba TV, I can, the two won't talk to each other. Look at Blu-ray and HDDVD. Yeah. Consumers are smarter. One will win out over the other one. Probably the better one. God willing. Not always. No, you don't look at beta and VHS. I, that, we're past that. No, I I'm think, just saying. I think the better one will win out eventually. It's it's all about the better marketing. It's not about the better the better technology anymore. Uh, well, you never know. I'm being hopeful. This is me being hopeful. <laughs> hopeful. <laughs> That'll last. Yeah. All right. And speaking of not last, and that's all that we have time for in the news. So let's move on to the big list. Big list. Big list. Big list. Big list. Things Paul won't do with a donkey. This it is. This is the big list of uh, things Paul won't do with the donkey. Here we go. No, wait. He's not married. All right, you know what? So this That's ex- it. That's the only thing. <laughs> this is the, I just won't marry it. <laughs> Everything else is on the table. <laughs> or under it. <laughs> oh, there it is. Donkey sex. Well, just continuing on, this is probably the last time we'll talk about E3, so I just decided to do the last list of E3 kind of stuffs. Okay. History's top ten E3 screw-ups. By Luke McKinney of Games Radar. No, okay. I got it. I got the number one. I know. Make your guess. Uh, my guess is preventing booth babies from being scantily clad. All right. I know what the number one is. What's that? It's the Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn? <laughs> the release of the Sega Saturn. Yeah, because they released it the same day without any advertising. Although that was, I guess that might have technically still been in a CES. I don't know. No, no, I think that was. I uh, think that was. Uh, yeah, I think it was the first one. Like one of. The you got any calls, mister? Um... Nah. I've, re- I've read the list, so nah. I can't let's participate. Just, let's just do the list. All right. I am. Here it is. Quick trip down memory lane. This is the thing, the hubris, ignorance, fueled gaffes, goofs, blunders. E3's gone by. The first one from 2008. Nintendo sucks so badly it officially po- apologizes. <laughs> it did have a terrible <laughs> press conference. In 2008, Nintendo decided that people wanted Wii music more than Mario and then worked out ways to make things even worse. Wii music was the most worrying game presented at Nintendo's 2008 E3 event, but it wasn't the first. The conference had started with an Animal Crossing presentation, and if you're leading off with a dubbed video of a Japanese man discussing how he invented talking animals, you damn well better be presenting at cans or putting your toddler down for a nap. The orchestra swelled to a grandiose announcement, Animal Crossing is coming to the Wii. The first reaction is, duh, and the second is, why are you telling us this? Sure, Animal Crossing is a fine series, but we needed more than one pole to hold up that tent. Saturo Iwata apologized soon after for not showing us, well, things we wanted to see, Mario, Zelda, and the like. I remember watching E3 with you guys when that was on. The Wii music thing? We all gave it so much shit, and I'm still giving shit to this day. Oh, yeah. The music came out. It wasn't wasn't quite the mega hit they thought it would be. Oh, no. No, it was not. Xbox and PS2 come on stage. Seriously? That's what you're bringing? Buy your kid a fake tambourine. I'm sitting there going, I'm like, dude, rock band. Really? Yeah. That's the way to go. Not, 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 Not push any button and you make music. Yeah, you sound like a cat. It looks so dumb. <laughs> Next one. Activision hires an insult comic to harass the audience in 2007. All right. You're working for Activision. You're in charge of the biggest game presentation of the year, and you think, I know, I'll harness the star power of Dr. Doolittle 2's supporting cast to insult my audience. 
are. Jamie Kennedy stumbled oh, on a stage like he just lost a drunken boy. bet that landed him there, and his very first line was insulting the audience by comparing them negatively to the manly Comic-Con crowd. His second line was telling the audience to take a minute to understand the first joke, and his third line was to cry, oh God, and rub his face. At this point, it was obvious that someone backstage had told him bongs are great for curing hangovers. Uh, did I mention that Jamie helped Son of Mask, a uh, terrible idea, lose $30 million on release? Congratulations. You now know more than Activision did in 2007. Boo, yes. Yeah. They got him on the cheap. There's some, there's some like documentary thing with Jamie Kennedy. I watched about. it. It wasn't a bad documentary. No, it, it, but it, it's, it's weird how he's like trying to justify himself, justify his, his type of humor. And I'm like, dude, if people like you, fine. If they don't like you, just deal with it. Don't yeah. take it so personally. Yeah, it, it was called. It's called Heckler, and essentially it just concentrates on how comics deal with hecklers for the first half the second half is jamie kennedy trying to justify why he's not funny yeah his (laughs) his life and career choice he like reads he like reads through uh reviews of his material stand-up movies and 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 approaches the reviewer the critic and asks them why were you so mean gross because you suck because because of this because of what happened right now. Because of Malibu most wanted. Yeah. Because <laughs> of what's happening right now. You or or uh, uh, what was the breakdance one? Uh, Breaking. Old school. Breaking two. Electric or, Boogaloo. No, uh, not old school. God. Kicking it old Kicking school. Kicking it old school. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Best forgotten. Yeah. Terrible, uh, terrible. And it's got the, the what's his these name? Films. It's got Michael Rosenbaum in it. And I'm what? like, this guy, this guy is such a great it. actor. And I'm sitting here watching him in this and going... This is just terrible. Paychecks. Yeah, it, it's like paychecks paycheck. are good. The third one from uh, E3 2003, the Engage Girl. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know this one. All right. Barry, side hacking, side that? talking, side side talking. Barry, I want you to imagine an innocent time. Okay. A tender... <laughs> My Rainbow speckled childhood when side talking hadn't yet become <laughs> an internet side meme, talking, yep. and people didn't yet realize the <laughs> I don't know this meme. Suck. You don't know side talking? What? It's the uh, way you one... had to hold the fucking Nokia thing. You had to hold it like you had to imagine, like imagine taking a PS3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The earpiece and the microphone were on the side, so you had to talk like this. You you hold the phone flat. Yeah, put this one on your side to talk to it. Because they didn't want to get your face grease on the screen, and and they didn't want to damage the. That's That's exactly what it looked like. I'm holding my phone flat. I get that. That's just what. All right. Well, in 2003, the Game Boy Advance SP was $99. The N Gauge entered the handheld market against Nintendo. The Engage presentation started off with a squad of hip hop dancers. Nokia then made two serious mistakes in unveiling the Engage's price. The first was actually doing it. If you ever find yourself <laughs> unveiling a portable <laughs> product which costs three times as much as Nintendo's, go back to your engineers and start slapping them until oh, it doesn't. The second was the method of the reveal, a marketing strategy that evoked mental images of prostitution and slavery by writing a $299 price tag on the belly of a booth babe. After that, we can't actually say anything worse about the N-Gage that market forces have than already. I got approached by a uh, market research person with an N-Gage, and they wanted to ask me some questions about it. And I'm like, ah, yes, the N-Gage. 
That's a terrible gadget. She's like, you're familiar with it. I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, would you have, like, a few minutes to talk with me about it so oh, I can write, write this down? I'm like, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, you know what, it, was, it had to have been around 2003, and it was, uh, we went to a haunted house at the Huntridge, oh, and I got approached wow. in the parking lot and, uh, by this market research lady, and she had her little notepad, and she wrote down everything I said. She's like, no, no, this is actually really good. Okay, I'm so sure Nokia will really appreciate all of <laughs> Part of the problem. <laughs> the end gauge is doing market research outside of haunted houses. <laughs> well, but look, Does this I scare you? you? Does this product <laughs> make, make you quake with fear? That's your demographic. What a weird demographic. What do you think about the end gauge? Well, um, I believe that I will no longer now have any children ever, for I fear to bring up children in the world that the end gauge exists. <laughs> well, sir, we did a lot of exit polling around haunted houses, funnel cake stands, and outhouses and it turns out the people hate your system <laughs> also the shit in the hand that's right side talking made a duty made a duty side talking there's, a, there's some really funny side talking stuff on penny arcade yeah um, I, I do remember like the, the, the final thing is like and the final thing is how weird it is to hold it against your ear and I said, because you, it's it just feels weird. You're holding the phone, and you're talking on the side of the phone, and it just doesn't fit comfortably against your face. Now I have one of these phones where you can smudge up if you put it against your sure. cheek, but you people, people you just do. get used to that. Yeah. You wipe it off with your shirt and you move on. Yeah. Or you get one of those little pouches that has the thing built in that's yeah, it don't time for all that. Yeah. Or you clean your filthy face. <laughs> <laughs> Scrub that shit. It's so filthy. <laughs> Your dirty, oily faces. Hey, that's it. There's a million dollar idea. What? Face scrub? They have it No, already. no, no, no. A felt face guard that you stick to what? your face and ear so you can put your phone up to you with no Who's going to put that on themselves? Oh, my if God. It comes and you shape cool it to design, look like Elvis lamb chop sideburns. You can do Elvis sideburns. Pork you chop can do sideburns. like crazy looking scar tissue and stuff. <laughs> it could be like for Halloween. You do all kind of crazy stuff. There's nothing you're describing to me that doesn't sound like you just came out of the hospital. Okay, how about... <laughs> with a big band-aid about, on okay, your face. How about one that looks... That, that has, like, Pokemon on it. <laughs> you can yeah, okay, like okay, I amend it. Mental hospital. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> I'm gonna... I, that's a fun thing. I'm gonna market that. <laughs> Good luck. I ain't helping you. <laughs> the next one from 2005. The Creepiest Man Alive. Alex Lorenzen is proof that the human brain does not come with a self-destruct switch because, quote, bragging online about how I pretended to be a cripple so I could grope women paid to put up with me, unquote, would have triggered it. He posted his whole story on the Gen May forums. He posted over six dozen photos of borderline sexual assault, liberally sprinkling the posts with words bitch and whore, just in case anyone thought he had over 70 photos of women because he actually knew any. The highlight was, quote, I know who the whores are that I have a chance with using my penis next time around. Unquote. Whoa. What? He sounds like a serial killing robot who just ordered some genitalia who online. Who is this guy? Some, some piece of shit blogger that got himself into E3. Probably one of the reasons why they shut the shit down. They're, they're infamous. We need to tone this shit down. Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah, he uh, essentially posed as a uh, wheelchair handicapped guy to get uh, booth babes to <laughs> take pictures with him. I get it and he now. then would grope them I get it. Okay. in the pictures. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Uh, all right. What else? All right. Next one. 
Ridge Racer from 2006. It's Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. In 2006, gaming journalists were treated to announcements for Halo 3, Gears of War, Super Mario Galaxy, Final Fantasy 13, and Ridge, Ridge Racer. Racer. I don't even Except remember that game. It was like throwing a caveman in a Lakers jersey and starting him in the Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Except at least then, Cats Hirai would be standing on a stage screaming at you to be excited about it. Sony's Cats Hirai did his level best to get people excited about Ridge Racer, but forgot to activate the prototype's PS3's flux capacitor, part of the system's overwhelming cost, to transport the entire audience back to 1994 when anyone would have given a shit about Ridge Racer. (laughs) (laughs) He would have had a better chance of impressing the crowd by creating fire. Ridge Race, that doesn't sound like a flagship game. And, but to them at the moment it was, and he was just overall just kind of... Why? Ridge Racer! Ridge Racer! It's... Oh. It came bundled with the system for a while. It's like, really? This is the game you're going to bundle with your system? Yeah. They, they were so excited about Ridge Racer coming back. <sighs> Balls. Here's an early one. 1995. Virtual Boy Revealed. <laughs> oh, Virtual <laughs> Boy. E3 1995 was when Dreaming died. Nintendo was at the apex of its powers, surfing high on the Super NES, def- defeating the Genesis. 64 was just a number after 63, and Super Metroid was still the best thing ever. But when they shuffled this prototypical wreck out of expect out for the expectant journalists, it was like beholding the second coming descending from heaven, only to spot Jesus's strings. The real tragedy of Virtual Boy was wasn't the failure of the system or even our young minds' realization that Nintendo was in fact fallible. Yeah, it was the disgrace and resignation of Good Nintendo's yeah, who yeah. invented the game and watch and worked on most of the Mario and Metroid games. He was shamed because some money-grubbing assholes stole his unfinished experiment and paraded it in front of the most critical audience on Earth. It's like killing Einstein because his fourth-grade homework sucked. And Uh. then he was hit by a car. (laughs) Really? Yes. Wow. That's how Gunpei Yokoi died. Very sad. terrible. I know. Creator of the Game Boy. I don't know what's worse. The the thing you just said or the (laughs) getting hit by a car? Getting hit by a car. Eh, probably. I'll, I'll... Show off a bad piece of technology before I get hit by a car. <laughs> you often show that. me bad pieces of technology. Hit <laughs> <In> my pants! <laughs> <laughs> Next one, number seven. James Cameron forgets films and games are visual mediums from 2009. Attending James Cameron's 2009 E3 talk was like renting Debbie Does Dallas and getting a tour of the city in Texas. Of any location on Earth, James chose E3 to not present impressive animated clips you can't play. Instead, he spent a full 15 minutes talking about how good Avatar looked, presumably before writing hearing-impaired subtitles about how great the Philharmonic Orchestra sounds, but not showing anything but the logo. Yeah, that was terrible. This was not just pointless, but actively cruel. What's worse, this torturous waste of time was all for a game of the movie by Ubisoft. That's like renouncing sin, obeying the commandments, and finding that your eternal reward is $5 off your next McDonald's visit. Why did he even... He just came out and spouted for 15 yeah. long minutes. He talked, about the, he talked about the game and how you know, they, they developed the game at the same time they were doing the movies. And that, you know, he says cause the one thing that's terrible about uh, movie video games is that they usually suck and blah, blah, blah. He's like, but we're, this time we're trying to change the trend and make it a really good video game. Uh, based on a movie, 
and he's going on and on. Didn't on. the game suck? Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. It, yeah, I didn't yeah, like it, it at all. It, it, it was so know, mediocre. It's yeah, that's that's pretty much the three um, D though. What everybody has said, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah he showed nothing. Like on on the screen behind him is just a big logo from the movie. It's you know, it's a James Cameron's Avatar, and Let it's down. on the screen the whole time. And he weak. He, he talked. He he talked at length about it, but showed no clips, no even like early renderings of anything. Nothing. Nah. It was just all just him talking. Him and his beard. That's all it was. He was just showing off his beard. I think so. Number eight. Saturn Stillborn from 1995. There you go. Yeah, he calls it. I don't know this one. Now, okay, if you say whatever or have visible underwear even when fully clothed, you probably won't even remember that Sega used to make consoles, let alone complete ne- compete neck and neck with Nintendo. There was a brief hope of redemption in 1999 with the Dreamcast, but sales show that was an actual dream because more people bought self-starting penis crushers than Dreamcasts. That's all because E3 of 1995. Now, in 1995 was when Sega's Tom Kalinske announced that the Saturn would launch immediately, four months ahead of the scheduled release date to become the world's first 32-bit system. If you wanted to know how well that worked, A, the second 32-bit system was the PlayStation, and B, the Saturn cost $100 more, C, check around your brain, see if you remember having one or either of these systems, and now you've either discovered that A and B are connected or demonstrated very poor judgment. Yes, I did not even know that the Saturn existed. Sega pissed off its own retailers, some of whom refused to stock any Sega products of any kind. Saturn launched with fewer fun games than a scientific calculator, and most of the press, i.e. everyone that wasn't a daily newspaper or website, was unable to cover the revelation with any timeliness because they made it available that day. That, combined with the late-arriving market from Sega itself, resulted in low consumer awareness. Did this have a negative effect? Well, four months later, the PlayStation would launch and sell more on its first day than the Saturn had up until that point. So it was a marketing failure. Yeah, Saturn was even outsold by the N64, the console version of losing an arm wrestling contest with a snail. Now, you know, it doesn't sound like a market. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a marketing failure. It sounds like a failure to actually bring games to market. That's a big part of it. Um, really, that's what prevents the, me the, the from buying is, consoles right away is that they don't have the games for it. Now, the marketing thing, there were like I don't understand what the problem was. Well, hold on. I don't understand what the problem was with uh, saying, hey, and it's available right now. Why not? But that's this is before the internet. You didn't have right now. Your gaming magazines wouldn't release this information for another month. There were uh, very few online news sources and daily newspapers. That's pretty much all that could get that uh, see, word okay, out. You're right. I'm thinking in terms of but we they, have yeah today they, that would be fine. Yeah, and yeah. they not only surprised Twitter, they not only it. surprised everybody, but they literally surprised the retailers. Yeah, like they're like stock it and sell it now, and they're like what <laughs> instead of four months from now. So they have no planning available. No, no. it's too expensive. Yeah. It was, you know, I wish I had a Saturn, and maybe one of these days I will get one mm-hmm. because it's got some great fighting games on it. Well, I see them every few... now and then at the you know the used game stores. Yeah, but... or you can save your money and buy like the new shit. <laughs> well, I've been buying the new stuff, but but they're still like I mean, Children of the Atom and some other Marvel games. Oh, that and, was on there. And Capcom, Capcom, yeah. some great Capcom fighters. This is are on solid. There. This is a solid game. Didn't the, Wii, didn't the Wii store have some Sega Saturn games on it at one point? If anyone would know, uh, maybe you. Sega. I don't because there's a lot of, there's a lot of old games. Sega console games on there's there. There's old Sega games, but not 
Saturn. Saturn emulation is a real tricky wiki. It's important to know that Paul Mattingly is the guy who took vacation days when the Dreamcast came it's out. It's true. Spent $600 on the system and pretty much every game there is, even efficient on TV game. He's like, guys, I'll, I'm going home and I'll see you in a few days. It was <laughs> glorious. I took, a, I took a week's vacation in 99 and uh, it was great. I played the hell out of some Soul Calibur. I played a lot of that uh, NFL 2K1 was really good. Um what else was the game that there was? There were a couple of just really the great power games. Uh, power stone power when that stone. finally hit like a couple of weeks after was just crazy. good. That game was pretty crazy. Power game. stone is wonderful, but that's that's why I bought a Dreamcast was for the Sega was for the Capcom fighting games. Power Stone being one of them. Mm. They got a I like the power controller stone. too. It was interesting. Marvel yeah. versus Capcom yeah, too. People, people that complain about the X, original Xbox having a large controller. I'm a diehard. I'm a diehard Dreamcast fanatic. Still, I still have the system. It is ready to go. Not you know up until my move, it was hooked up and prepared to play. I have a couple hundred titles. Dreamcast was a solid system. It that is. went before its time. It yes, did. It well, what it was was there was a, a bunch of things. Microsoft fucked Sega. Really? Yes. Really? Because yes, the Windows operating system is inside that hardware Mm -hmm. and that is basically how they figured out how to build a console without doing a lot of market research on that Uh yeah Hmm. also it made it the hacker's dream oh yes i've got so many emulated games for that system well it's it's biggest downfall was dvd technology was already starting in high gear at that point and they yeah. chose to go with CD-ROM. Yipper. And There's so a lot of stuff, yeah. You're, you're having multiple discs to play a single game, whereas, you know, what was it, a year later, the uh, the PS2 launches yep. based on DVD-ROM technology. As and a DVD they could player fit too. all the same games that you had on the Dreamcast and have a on DVD a single player, disc. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a solid fan of, the, D- of the, uh, the PS2 until I finally saw Grand Theft Auto 3 at his system and said, <gasps> must yeah. buy. Still a fine system. Yeah. Eco, that's what sold me on a PS2. Number nine, the Natal Skeleton Crushing of 2009. <laughs> the what? If you're excited about lifting your own foot in front of a crowd, you damn well better be recovering from experimental paralysis surgery. That's the only excuse for going into a seizure instead, which is what happened when Kudo Tsunoda showed off Microsoft's God damn, the Wii is making a lot of money technology. When he lifted his foot for the crowd and the avatar followed suit, the avatar lost control of all of his other extremities, becoming a bone-crushing paraplegic for all to gawk at. <laughs> Have you ever seen the bottom of an avatar's shoe? Bam! <laughs> there you go! <laughs> wow, I don't remember that. It's oh, hilarious. So to go watch that. Download that shit. Funny. And the final that. one, number 10. The PS3 price, 599 American dollars <laughs> in 2006. Who the fuck's going to buy that? Crazies. Already incredibly late to the game and up against the immensely successful Xbox 360, or as gamers were calling at the time, the only actual console, Sony announced that the PlayStation 3 was a console exclusively designed for Richie Rich. Consoles are not meant to be exclusive. They're meant to be bought by as many people as possible. Yep. Sony should have relayed this important point to its engineers before they installed Fabergé egg-laden cell processors into motherboards carved from unicorn bones. In a move that would have made Joker smiling and devious appreciation, Sony's Katz Hirai 
cleverly attempted to put a brave face on by announcing the price with the unbridled enthusiasm of a game show announcer, but it didn't work. His excited cry of 599 U.S. dollars, as if he were a used car salesman about to follow up with the words, I should pack in some handcuffs and call the cops because that's a steal, shocked some attendees into comas and prompted others to scan the room and search for candid cameras. Did they there laugh? Was, there was no way this could be serious. It was. Wow. And there were shit games for it in the beginning, oh, too. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, it was horrible. I mean, Always. technologically, it was, it's a fantastic system. I mean, it really has everything that you want. But you can't sell a system for 600 bucks. You know what else had everything you want? The Homer. Remember yeah. that car? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever Homer wants. I think I think they just got a little over ambitious. I mean, because they were they were packing a Blu-ray player in it, strong, a like web a browser, it, I, I yet mean, it's, yielding like a Nerf ball. It's a, I mean, it's a very powerful computer, basically. Yeah, it's a home computer console, and at the time, six hundred bucks for a a computer, you know, that you could just play buy a real computer is is pretty good. But real you're you're selling it as a console. There's no yeah, way in hell. You're going to be able to sell as many I'm surprised as they didn't fail miserably point. over that. I'm surprised PS3s even exist now because of that because of that yeah. utter failure. They well, brought they, the, they brought the manufacturing price down and was able and were able to get it to the point where they could have. I'll know, tell you what saved. I mean, 2009 Blu-ray. That certainly was a part of the it. Blu-ray player is the thing that saved that. And 2009, the when they released the PS3 Slim, um, and like was it quadrupled or quintupled their install base in one year? Yeah, that's kind that of what was, saved it. That was what saved it, and plus they finally got some good games going on it. In fact, only that now they've uh, recently added that uh, only now is the PS3 finally profitable. Yeah, they're now making about forty dollars per console sold instead of losing money. Yeah, they, it, it, that's, money that's the sad thing. At at that six hundred dollar price point, they were still losing like three hundred dollars per unit. To sell it, I'm like, you guys are insane. They need to make a new Atari. I mean, I love the system. I think it's a it's a great system. But I waited until they knocked 200 bucks off of it. When it finally came down to 399, I was like, it's worth buying now. Yeah, the only they thing that's upsetting is Commodore 64 billion. <laughs> they took the uh, they took the the PS2 that was basically inside of it out. Yeah, yeah. The, which that that was the one upsetting thing. And we yeah. we have the the one that still has the. Uh, the uh, yeah. the dream or whatever the hell it's still, called the engine still PS2 games coming out. Mm-hmm. I just went ahead and bought. I just recently bought a an old PS1 for twenty bucks online. Nice because my PS2 no longer supports PS1 emulation. Right because they took that software out. Not just no. And I didn't take it out. It How just wouldn't work. How many consoles do you have? <laughs> I had ten hooked up to my system. Wow. But two of those are both Xboxes. Wow. <laughs> but I got I got everything. I got the I got an S, a Super NES, a Dreamcast, a Nintendo sixty four, mm-hmm. PS two, PS one, two original Xboxes, a Wii, and a three sixty. So it's nine technically. Nine. Not You're not counting the two. Okay. Didn't but I then give, if you, but then I if give you, wanna, you a Turbo but then Graphics? If you wanna, no, you claim you did, but you never did. Bullshit, then, I did. No, you didn't. Then, Damn. you know I would have it. Then, uh, Somewhere. The other thing, um, technically, I have the um, the Game Boy, the old school Game Boy, Super Game Boy, for the Super NES. All right. So, technically, I can play Game Boy games on my NES as well. I don't count the little systems. 
Oh, you don't. The add-ons. I don't, but if you do, because I've also I've got an, I've got a Game Boy Color. I've got a Neo Geo Color, and I've got my DS. Why do you not have an Atari Twenty Six Hundred? He also I do have a Twenty Six Hundred. He also has a Lynx. A Jaguar, no, no. a television, a Coleco Atom, no, a Vetrix system, an Odyssey Two. The twenty six hundred <laughs> that I have is the uh, the Retrovision Two. Uh-huh. I have that one, which is the basically the old console mock up that just emulates forty of the cl- best games. All right, yeah. yeah, but it comes with two old old school controllers. Mm. But back home in Kentucky, I have a four hundred and an eight hundred, which ran on cartridges, which had some fantastic games. So when are you getting the online? Hubba? So when are you getting the online? <laughs> Sacagawea. I want to get the Phantom. It's going to come with uh, Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your console going to come with? Write to us, comments at uglycouchshow.com. And of course, watch the Ugly Couch Show because I swear there will be a show. There will be a new episode very soon, one day. It's, some very quickly. Yes. Very, it's summertime, everyone. You should be out there enjoying the sun. Like all us nerds Lord do. Lord knows we're not. <laughs> Fart ass. Drive our audience off. Dude, I know. And I don't. Please. I haven't, but, see, I haven't seen the sun in years. But I swear to you folks, there are more episodes coming. They're, yes. They're in the final throes of editing. We've had some computer issues. We've had some scheduling issues. We've had some Christ, my life is so bizarre We've had issues. some Mad Magazine issues, and that have been rough. They've yes. been very rough. But uh, until... We're coming through it. We're coming through it. Until the next time, next Couchcast, oh, wait, at least... Wait, 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 wait. What?! Does anybody know what this week was 25 years ago? Oh, my God, what? What? Back to the Future. Oh, yes. Premiered in theaters in 1985. Don't take money. Don't take fame. Don't take no credit card. Right, this I hate you people. (laughs) A lot. And you know what? I saw it in the theater. How does I did that too. Make you feel, Barry? I did too. Does my, that make you feel old? You know, what? I gotta thank I gotta thank my dad on that one. Like when the he world took us to there. that. I remember very well. He took us to that movie. I remember looking at the poster and I was like, "This looks like ass." Little little ten year old Paul was like, "Boo, <laughs> boo hiss." Boy, things you don't didn't change. like it. No, I looked at the poster and I was oh. like, "Uh, dad, uh, uh." And, and after the movie, I was like, holy mother. <laughs> after the that movie, you were like, awesome. Gotta get back in time. That movie was just so good. And the thing that blew me away was the big to be continued. I went, yeah. Yeah. what? <laughs> that was a new thing for us back yeah, then. Yeah, it was. We were like, that, what? Yeah. I think it still holds up today. I yeah. can't wait for it to come out on, on Blu-ray. They have and, a, they uh, have made the official announcement. It is coming. And, uh, you know, I, the, the sad thing is some, some of the people that I, I talk to that are, you know, in their, you know, mid to late twenties, a lot of them still haven't seen the movie. That's okay. Easily rectified. Yeah. And also, I, we like, just hit come the... over to my place. We'll watch it on my big screen. I'll pop it in. We just hit the tenth anniversary of Diablo Two. Wow! There we go. Wow! So everybody, to... get out there and celebrate by playing Diablo Two while listening to the soundtrack to. Back yes, all the way. That doesn't match. Yeah, what it does. The, sure does. That's the new definition you. of American Psycho. Huey Lewis and Diablo people. too. <laughs> <laughs> but until the next week in Geek, I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlog. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. And I will see you next week. 